Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. I can handle anything, but please don't give us lice. I don't want lice. What fresh hell. Laughing in the face of motherhood. It's Harvey the Hedgehog, and you have him all weekend. (laughs) With Margaret Abels, once anyone starts vomiting, I just run away in the other direction. And Amy Wilson. Getting your boys to wear pants in the wintertime and a coat a podcast that solves today's parenting dilemmas so you don't have to vomit. Oh, we're not really here to talk about this. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. This is Amy. This is Margaret. And this week we're talking about mom worsts. Which this Margaret was your topic idea? Why don't you Why don't you tell us what mom well, worst? For some means reason, to I you. heard somebody say something like "mom firsts." Like first time you um, change a diaper, first time you I don't know whatever. All the first things that happens, you wouldn't have have a baby, and it just stuck in my head because I was like, I don't know about mom first, but I have a lot of mom worsts. <laughs> in your which bitter, is possibly bitter my way. bitter negative mind. It's it, it glimpse inside my mind. Uh, my mother used to have an expression, the nattering nabob of negativism. Oh, yeah. That was Spiro Agnew said that. Was it? Well, my mother <laughs> and Spiro Agnew had a lot in common. Or my Why are mom we just so old? We... Spiro Agnew style. We have to stop with the Spiro Agnew references. But... No, no. We're super hip. Come on, kids. Isn't everyone into Spiro Agnew these days? Uh, we're but so yes. old. We're retro hip. That's but what it I is, keep thinking. Yeah. It is a little hard when you move past the, like, everything is a special hallmark moment into a, are you serious? How about the time that this happened? Yeah. And I was just thinking to myself, like, what's the worst part of being a mom this sounds like it's going to be really negative but I don't think it will be but (laughs) I mean I just like what's worse like right now I will say just as a happy coincidence to this episode my entire family has a raging case of lice see yeah I don't think I have anything on my list that's going to top that that's the worst but this is what I want to say about mom worse because I think it's intriguing The one thing in my life I have dreaded since having children, not the one, one of many things, but the thing that was always sort of out there as like the sort of Damocles for me was lice. Like I can handle anything, but please don't give us lice. I don't want lice. It's disgusting and horrible and itchy and miserable. Everyone, I apologize, who is sitting here listening to this and itching your heads right now. But like, yeah, I was terrified of lice. Yeah, I will say that lice... And again, we're mid-outbreak. There's no, 
no guarantee we're out of the woods right now. We're still bagging and spraying stuffed animals. So like we may still be in hell, but it's far from the worst thing that I've encountered as a mom. It's biblically proportioned in the hypothetical. I think it's say? metaphorically right. It's it's mentally so gross that I was so frightened of it. And now that we've actually done it, I was like, oh, that was horrible. But it really doesn't even compare to the simple hell of making three meals a day. <laughs> like I I thought lice would be so awful. And it was when I put the kids in front of the movie, I brushed their hair out with a disgusting brush. It was like kind of gross to be like ew there's eggs and bugs in your hair but I don't know it was not as horrendous as I was expecting it does not make my list of mom worst there's there's something about the penny dropping in those special circumstances right you're like here we are the whole house has stomach flu I am in this this heightened moment that will soon be a good story on my list of top three much so much higher than lice I can't even tell you all family stomach flu where both you and your spouse have it and there's no one to take care of the kids and you have little kids. Yeah. Yeah, that's worse because there's the there's the death welcoming <laughs> feelings that come as part of that. That the, had the lice, once. at least everybody feels sorry for you. And the lice, at least you feel okay. Like everyone's sitting watching a movie and you're doing it. The, the all family stomach flu. David and I, when our kids were like four, two, and baby, and it started with the baby. One day I went in and I was like, oh, she's spit up in the crib. And I was like, whoa, that spit up really stinks. Like, hmm. She was maybe eight months old. And like the next thing you know, everybody's throwing up. I have it so badly. Like, I'm not going to go into details on the podcast. But like, I was shutting down on a cellular level. Like, I could not even, my body was not my own. And then David got it. And we made an agreement that like, you watch the kids for an hour. I'll watch the kids for an huh. hour. And about the third time we went to make the exchange, he came in and he's like, you got to get up. And I was like, if you've ever loved me, if you've ever cared for me, you will not make me get out of the bed. And he was like, get out of the bed. <laughs> like he, we were both so sick. And thank God we were lived in LA. Our babysitter lived around the corner. You know, we sent the kids to like a home daycare that was around the corner. And I called her and I was like, will you please come help us? We, we can't make it. And she came. But if, we, if she hadn't come, what would we have done? I mean, at a certain point, you just put buckets in the living room and everyone just lies on the floor and like vomits all the time. But that that might be my mom worst. All family stomach flu. I'm weighing you know, in with my first mom worst. OK, Beat that's it. that's pretty bad. I'm going to I'm going to um, see your uh, all family stomach mm, flu mm. and I'm going to top it with uh norovirus not norovirus like rorovirus what's the one where they where everything's yellow Uh, my my baby had it on a plane i mean i got in a parents magazine with this one she had it on a plane oh yes you've talked about the podcast on the plane so you're talking basically the same thing it's vomit it's stomach flu but you're 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 raising me airplane yes air enclosed environment where everybody's sitting around you is really mad at you including your my like the baby how long was the flight it was two and a half uh, eons. <laughs> how, how how early into the flight was the first episode of vomiting? Probably half an hour. I mean, oh, we, we were okay. at cruising altitude. Yeah. I took her to the bathroom. I got her changed. I brought a whole there out. She's how was, old exactly? She was about eight months. And I got her. Um, 
you know, change bad. into the spare outfit that I had. I had a Ziploc bag. You might you might not be surprised to hear that I'm a very organized and prepared traveler. Uh, I mean, I'm not an organized traveler, but this only happens to has to happen to you once before you start traveling with the spare yeah. Clothes. But I, but I was like, and I did it. I have wipes. I have this. I have you know. I I yeah. took care of everything. And as soon as I sat down, she did it again all over me. It was like Carrie at the prom by the time we got off the plane. And I had my my three and four-year-olds are sitting across the aisle watching um, cartoons the whole time. Wait, kind of you oblivious. you have a lap baby and there's someone sitting directly next to you? Yes. Oh! Yes. Oh, yeah. Did I forget? I was in the window seat with, oh. with the baby in the middle and then a stranger. And then my then my two, uh, my two boys were sitting okay, across so the aisle. Okay, so wait a minute. So I'm backing you off one. I thought you were peak. I was going to give you peak mom worst if the baby but the baby had her own seat yes that's knocking you down a couple of pegs because if you had a lap child and you had people on either side of you that's your mom that's the pinnacle of this story she yeah she had her own seat i mean she wasn't in it but yeah she yeah, we did, no, her, but we did still, that you've got a little bit of a buffer vomit zone like the splash zone at sea world the vomit splash zone you've at least got a little buffer of the episode. yeah so that was my mom worst that's bad that's pretty bad i want to put that in the category of like one-off mom worsts yeah those are one-off right those are the the one for the books sort of things right your your record book moments Right. Those are like the mom worsts where you're just like, the universe has conspired to work against me in this epic way this one time. Well, that's what, one and I guess, mom worst. I guess that's what I mean. And if you are of, are of a certain mindset, you are both at once like, yep, well, you knew this was coming. And also, but I am totally going to remember the look on that male flight attendant's face when he right, came for the over rest and of your life. sprayed Lysol at us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Forever. So I put out a call on our Facebook page asking our listeners for their mom worsts and people came out of the woodwork didn't yeah, they i mean people were like oh yeah i've got one uh and i want to start with carrie who has a very this will echo with both of us both of our mom worsts i have a week she says that i can barely talk about now husband out of town three kids with stomach virus and some other ailment that required three sets of antibiotics all this during a kitchen remodel no way to cook and no laundry shared floor with the kitchen there was not enough wine in arkansas y'all <laughs> i mean that's a that's a one-off mom worse like that's i mean god bless you carrie like that's 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 a trifecta that's like a quattrofecta yeah yeah husband out of town all family stomach flu carrie does not say whether or not she had the stomach flu because if so I'm assuming, I would have to Google it, but I'm assuming that Carrie is no longer with us if she had the stomach <laughs> flu because no one could survive that. Um, kitchen remodel, so like no way to cook. I definitely remember from growing up, we remodeled our kitchen and I, even as like an eight-year-old or whatever, I remember that being just a terrible time. In the yeah, family. that that's like, there's a mom two worst. weeks where you're like, let's eat McDonald's again. And then you just go into this horrible phase where you're just constantly eating disgusting food in the living room and mom's always mad. Yeah. And then no laundry. No laundry with the stomach flu. I mean, at a certain point, you just, this is where you just think to yourself, it might be time to just run outside, burn the house down, and just start an entirely new life somewhere far away from Arkansas. 
Yeah, so Carrie, Carrie probably wins the overall, this this subset of moment that involves somebody having if this If Carrie's story could have somehow happened within an enclosed space of an airplane, she would just be the <laughs> all-time winner of Mom Worsts. Yeah, and then she threw but in yeah, the no that's, kitchen. But yeah, that's pretty much, I mean, she's, she's, she's four strikes, you're out. But Mom Worsts are about more than people having the stomach flu. Yeah, no, 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 believe me, there's more, because we've been very So focused. much more. For a good reason. The stomach flu... It's up there with the mom. It, it it was a it was a popular some version of this was by far the most popular response to what's another your mom theme that definitely emerged. Um, yeah, Georgianne also had four kids with the viruses at the same time. Coxsackie, that's hand, foot, and mouth disease. Oh, Coxsackie, I think it's called. Yeah, um, that's horrible. I, have you had hand, foot, and mouth? Uh, my kids have. Yeah. Oh, you did. I got it horrible i mean we're right now let's just like chill right here in the disease zone of mom worst right right covers we've had nobody's gonna keep listening if we keep talking <laughs> yeah it's horrible we should have probably put a disclaimer in like the first five minutes my sister-in-law's expecting a baby as we speak and i'm like you should not listen to this episode not if it's your first not if it's, I mean, maybe no one should listen to this episode unless you're like 60 and you can look back and laugh while you, if you're like 60 and you have a drink in your hand and you're like lying on a recliner somewhere tropical, you're safe. The only thing that gets you through these moments like this is I think the knowledge that everybody has this sort of um, award-winning moment, right, of of the perfect storm of awfulness coming to roost in their household for... Yeah. That was the most mixed metaphor in the world, but you see what I'm saying. Yes. We all we all yes. have this story lot going on there, and we all we all are going to dine out on that story uh, for for years to come, which is the only thing that makes getting through it in the moment possible. As you think, boy, do I have a story to tell? Oh, and I think that that concludes the disease section of this morning's <laughs> podcast, and I think we can move right along to the um, bodily fluids section. It's closely related, but not exactly the same. Several of our users, and this is something I will say, I I don't relate to uh, catching vomit. Oh, we're not really here to talk about this. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people have that as a mom worst. Did you do that ever? Sure. Really? Yeah, I did. I did. Yes. See, I am such a lightweight when it comes to gross things. I, I mean, if once anyone starts vomiting, I just run away in the other direction. I, I would never in my life think to put hands out when there was something in the bodily fluid family happening. But mm. it was a lot of like people like otherwise I would have to clean the couch. Or the rental car, right? Or your mother-in-law's couch. Or there, there are certain things where you will, you will throw yourself in front of that uh, speeding train. I think this is where I have a dividing the workload issue, which is that my husband, we sort of divide. I mean, he understands. There's a, there. I, I mean, I have an extremely low grossness threshold. So, like, dirty dishes soaking in the sink with like food bits floating around. And human or animal bodily functions, I, I just can't deal with them. Perhaps <laughs> I mean, you should I, have chosen another line of work. Than motherhood. Yes. I know, I really should have. <laughs> but I, my husband does look out for me in this situation because when there's vomiting, he usually steps in. I, I, I have to say, I, I'm sure I sound like a baby, but there's no way. When I read people on Facebook being like, I caught poop or vomit in my hands. I'm just like, no, I would never do that. Damn the consequences. Like if someone throws up 
my husband knows that my first reaction is like, we either all have to take a cyanide pill or we have to burn the house down because there's no way we can survive someone vomiting on the couch. But he's like, I can just put baking soda on it and wipe, wipe it up later. I have no trouble with that, but like, but injuries, you know, when somebody like really hurt their hand and oh, they're I'm fine covering with that. it up. That's what's amazing. And if it's somebody like cut reveal. their arm off, I'd be like, get over to me. It's totally fine. I have okay. no issue with blood or guts. Maybe I we should say none, but maybe we should start a um like a plural marriage kind of thing because you and I could really <laughs> we would be well matched but I think my I don't know if my husband is squeamish about blood but I'm not so like that that's fine with me I mean I would have no problem like putting my hand over blood I mean but just oh god I can't even like I need oh, to change the topic see, I can't so, even think about I guess it. that's it like that's how it works so I mean Tamsin had a diaper blowout um I think I mentioned Justine Catching vomit in the hands. Yes. Can uh, we stop talking about that? that yes. Like so- I guess we can. Jennifer. I mean, I'm just saying a lot of people. You're this just is giving the them shout outs. I'm just saying, yeah. like, good job. Good, good catching skills, ladies. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn the page entirely to something that has nothing to do with bodily fluids. And I'm going to say it's a mom worst and I'm not afraid. Is it okay. as bad? No. Is it one of the worst things? Yes. Flat Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> It's the worst. <laughs> wow. Like, you, that's hilarious. Like, you I'm just throwing that there. down. I've been holding that card this whole time. Flat Stanley and the classroom <laughs> mascot and the, you know, I don't, we, we had somebody called Penny the Pig in kindergarten. You to, what What's so bad about him? You have to send him around you, to people? You take, you your kid gets sent home with them. Like, one kid in the class gets sent home with them for the weekend. Usually it's a complete surprise. It was always a surprise for me. Like, we opened up the backpack on Friday afternoon. Look <laughs> who like, came home. Dun, dun, dun. Look who it's it is. Family. It's Harvey the Hedgehog. And you have him <laughs> all weekend. And, and you have to take pictures of all the things, all the exciting adventures that, that Penny the Pig or Harvey the Hedgehog or Flat Stanley had at your house. And then the kid, the five or six-year-old child, has to write essays, which you know how that goes. And, I mean, it turns <laughs> into, every time the, the backpack would open, it would be my worst nightmare on a Friday. Like, are you kidding me? I've got to rearrange my whole weekend to make it exciting enough for Flat Stanley. And so then I can have um, an essay. And, and printing out photos, like who prints out photos, right? I'd be trying to find the right ink for the printer on Sunday night at 11 so that the kid could go back to school with, with an exciting enough weekend for for Flat Stanley. And, it, and if, we, we, if we could all just agree to just take it way down, it would be fine. Right? I'm going to tell you that my mom, kryptonite, may be vomiting, but my mom's superhero is ignoring stuff like that. Yeah. Like, he comes home, and I'm just like, yeah, we're not going to do that, hedgehog guy. <laughs> we had a bear. We have a bear. I just, I mean, they, they send home a bear. He's supposed to hibernate for six months. They send him home in the winter. I've lost him every year so far. <laughs> you can't find him. him. He's, he's hiding somewhere in the house. He's hibernating. He's in, like, a multi-year-long hibernation because I don't remember where I put him. So I'm just like, Guess what, kid? No idea where that bear is. See, it Sorry. would be so nice if, if in my children's classes, you had, we, you could have only had children that were older, so you could have had kids in the class, and that also you went first, so that that was established as the baseline. We always went like eleventh, and there would be short films and you know Broadway level yeah. theatrical productions, and your kid, you're supposed to read through the 
scrapbook just to get a sense of what is ahead of you. And then you're supposed to add to it and you see what everybody else does. It's a cumulative um Well, I've talked project. about this before, though. Like, definitely I've gotten in my kids' preschool and it's like picture of my family. And my kids is five stick figures with our names like written in serial killer handwriting above them. And other kids have these just gigantic collages where their parents printed out pictures. And I'm like, sorry, kids, you're in the stick figure serial killer handwriting family. Like, it's not happening. We got a flat Stanley and we took him to Texas and we would just look around and be like, oh, this would be a fun place to take pictures with him. And then I guess I printed a couple of them out, but like, I don't know that, that I, I'm fairly immune to those guys. I'm just like, no, nah, we're not really going to, we're not going to get an A on that project. Well, that's good. I'll, I'll learn some strength. My kids are kind of aging out of it now, but I did just spend a long time yesterday. <laughs> I with like my that you're kid. so bitter against him. Though. I did not see that coming. You oh, yes. Oh, I like, really Next mom wears it. I was like, it's going to be scabies. And you were like, no, it's flat Stanley. <laughs> I, I'm going to generalize that to all the projects that your kid is supposed to do that really are the parents project not the kids project yeah i mean we've had which a continues into middle school for sure yeah. um those are kind of the worst because you just i just was dealing with my sixth grader in his science fair yesterday and it's a very good experience i will have been glad he did it but first with his older brother and now with him the the hot tears the accusations the you're ruining everything mom the slamming hmm. of doors yeah and then waiting half an hour and then going back to it and is it, it's um they really can't they can't finish it without my help and yet they're furious at me when For i helping. suggest that perhaps the procedure that we are going to list should be the actual procedure that was followed for the experimentation. It's just like, <laughs> God, what kind of monster are you, Amy? Yeah. Uh, while we're on this topic, I'm just going to throw in the Pinewood Derby for all the Boy Scout moms out there. Oh, that would be the worst. It's hellacious. I mean, I basically, again, just refuse to have anything to do with it. I throw, I make my husband do it. It's... It's weeks of me nagging everyone to make the cars, me being ignored, and then it's hearing the elaborate plans that this car is going to look like the Millennium Falcon and me kind of (laughs) suggesting gently that maybe you should dial down the expectations. And then the Friday night before, me screaming like an insane harpy that it's in two days and what happened. And then the first attempt to make the Millennium Falcon car ends up in it being sawed in half by my husband accidentally while he tries to craft the wing just so. We go back to the Boy Scout store. There's tears and gnawing and angst. And then I'm just like, make any car. And then we end up with cars that nobody's happy with and they lose every heat and there are tears and bad feelings while I shriek, be a good sport at people. <laughs> That's the Pinewood Derby, in case any of you are not involved in scouting. That's the worst. And the, don't the, know the joys of the Pinewood Derby. The thing Derby. about those... Guess who's not a sponsor of this podcast? It's Boy See, Scouts for America. I'm going to pause it right now that it's those recurring mom worsts that are really the worst. Like the, like, we all had stomach flu while we were also, you know, living in an attic. That, that That's bad. But that's going to happen once. And the Pinewood Derby, gosh darn it, is going to oh, keep coming back it's around. It's with us. It's with us for years. Somebody said, oh, no, only two or more Pinewood Derbies. I was like, are you kidding me? It's like... <laughs> I want to get, like, I need a jail <laughs> scratching wall where I can, like, scratch out the years of the Pinewood Derby as they go by. Horrible. And I think that's right. So we've discussed a lot of hideous and horrible things. We've discussed a lot of terrifying one-off mom worsts. I think we should take a break. 
And when we come back, we can discuss the, the wonderful world of the recurring mom worsts. Yeah. Because right. they're the worst. Sounds good. All right. We're going to take a break. Uh, we have a little mom worsts comedy bit for you. And uh, <laughs> we will be back and talking about more of the horrifying nature of motherhood after this break. <laughs> Welcome to the final race of the Mom Worst Sturby. It's going to be a thrilling event which shall once and for all determine which is the most horrifying aspect of modern motherhood. They're at the gate. And they're off! Strong out of the gate is Diaper Blowout with hand, foot, and mouth outbreak close behind. It's Diaper Blowout and hand, foot, and mouth. But here comes, oh, for the love of Pete, I can't believe they need another snack. Followed by, where is your other shoe? Diaper Blowout falling back as I've told you six times to put on a coat surges up the rail. And here comes the heavy favorite, unwavering constant anxiety taking over the field. Followed closely by, haven't had sex in two months. As we come down the stretch, it's unwavering constant anxiety with a clear lead. But here comes the unlikely leader, Flat Stanley, who is being chased down by It's Your Turn to Take Care of the Class Pet. Still, unwavering constant anxiety pulls ahead. It's anxiety's race to lose, but wait! As we come into the final turn, it's all family stomach flu, with vomiting offspring and an airliner right on its tail, passing on the outside all family stomach flu as they come out of the turn. Unexpected loss of hair and looks is making a late race show, but it's all family stomach flu, with vomiting offspring and an airliner challenging for the lead on the stretch, and at the finish it is... All Family Stomach Blue! All Family Stomach Blue is your mom worst champion, besting the time of last year's champion. I just call poo in my hand. What a day at the track! Margaret, I've got a go-to baby shower gift that I give whenever there's another newborn in my life. Can you guess what it is? Amy, three guesses, first two don't count. It's Pampers Swaddlers. Exactly. Pampers Swaddlers keep baby skin dry, happy, and healthy. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better than the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist-approved by the Skin Health Alliance, hypoallergenic, and free of parabens and latex. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes are five times stronger, gripping mess more firmly, shall we? say, and making diaper changes a breeze. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Then redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers cash has no cash value. Margaret, I've been at the research again, looking into metabolic health and more importantly, metabolic flexibility, which turns out is the key to improved energy levels, better sleep, better fitness, all the things. And I found out about all this because we got a chance to try Lumen, the first handheld device that helps you manage your metabolic health. Lumen works when you breathe into it. If you do that first thing in the morning or after a workout, Lumen measures your metabolism by measuring the amount of carbon dioxide in your breath. It's science, people. That lets you see exactly what's going on in your body in real time. Then you use Lumen's app to get tailored guidance to improve your sleep, your nutrition, even stress management. If you're interested in figuring out the effects of different sorts of foods on your body, Lumen is a really cool way to see what's actually happening as your body burns different fuel sources. If you want to take the next step in improving your health, go to lumen.me and use fresh to get $100 off your lumen. That is l-u-m-e-n dot m-e. Lumen.me and use the code fresh at checkout for $100 off. Thank you, Lumen, for sponsoring this episode. 
Amy, you know me well enough to know that my daily power breakfast is toast with peanut butter on top. Toast with peanut butter. It's also, by the way, one of my favorite power breakfasts. We agree on that thing. We were recently together and we shared some toast with peanut butter. And I'm going to tell you, we used Hero Bread. It adds even more protein and fiber to that combo without adding any more sugar. Hero Bread has remade the carby, empty calorie bread products into versions that include no net carbs, zero gram sugar, and fewer calories, plus more protein and fiber, while still being super fluffy and delicious. I was not sure that that particular combination was going to be possible, but Hero Bread has figured it out. Yeah, this is one I'm glad they let us try. It's like, it really tastes good. I've been trying to add more protein to my diet, and I would have thought that a hamburger rolls was not the place to do that, Amy. <laughs> but all of Hero Bread's products, from rolls to tortillas to croissants, we please, offer protein and fiber, zero to one grams of net carbs, and zero grams of sugar. Start your Hero Bread bundle on their website and get 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code motherhood at checkout. I like this bread, people. It's H-E-R-O dot C-O and code motherhood for 10% off your order of Hero Bread. Okay, we're back. We're back. Is anyone still listening to this podcast <laughs> after our lengthy discussion of vomit, diarrhea, and lights? Uh, likely not. But just in case my mom is still listening, because she's very faithful, we're going to continue. Well, you said, you said before that the people who are well on the other side of this and can just laugh at us are probably yeah. still, So that's my mom, yes, your mom. exactly. Sure. My mom is exactly who we were talking about. She's sitting out in Florida with a cocktail and just laughing and laughing at me. Not me, she's saying. Yeah. All right. So, so, it's, so are, do you agree with me that it's those... Although we might have just given her lice, so she might not be. Who's laughing now, Mom? That's what I'm wondering. (laughs) Uh, Ongoing. So, I mean, for me, and and, and we did, we heard some of this, too, uh, on the Facebook page. Alexandra, why do they always want dinner? Yes, that's totally on my list, Alexandra. Yeah, I mean, like, I do find, I was saying to my husband the other day, like, I definitely remember being single and being like, calling people and being like, I made muffins this morning. Muffins, I made them from scratch. Like I was so proud that like during the day I made muffins. Now like making muffins is like 307 to 312. (laughs) It's one of the 9,000 things I do in the day. Right. And I do it quite often because they always need snacks for their lunchbox. And I like totally agree. Those, those like who enjoy good. cooking have the uh, bandwidth to enjoy cooking. And uh, those who just got home from soccer practice 90 seconds ago, dinner right. cannot be a joyful thing for them. Dinner I creation. Mean, yeah. I, I was just on vacation with my sister who's quite a chef. She's not a chef for a job, but she loves cooking. And at like, nine o'clock at night we all went to bed and she stayed up and made a very elaborate easter meal with like fried chicken that she was hand frying until like 10 30 at night and i was just like you freak (laughs) who wants to do this at nine o'clock at night but she enjoys cooking she doesn't love cooking for like 15 like she's i think she falls into the problem sometimes where because she likes to cook 
sometimes on vacation, it's like, well, you make dinner for 15 of us. And she's like, wait, I don't enjoy being the short order. I mean, I don't actually like she'll, she doesn't mind making a recipe that takes like two or three hours to make with like a lot of chopping and then simmering and searing this and then get the sheen on the oil just right before you cook this. Like that's how she enjoys cooking, which I'm, I'm not that person at all. I wish I were because I mean, it's a, it's a creative act that I certainly respect and it would be better for my family if I did like it, but I just don't. Yeah. I don't, din- dinner sucks. I don't mind cooking. I really don't like it's on my list of mom worsts. The constant everyone needs to be fed drain is exhausting, but I would not put cooking on my mom worse. Like I found that I kind of like, I like making things that taste good and I'm kind of, because I, I, I almost never cooked as a single person. I didn't grow up cooking. And so I remain kind of happily amazed that I can open a book and put all the things it says to put in a pot and then in the end it tastes good. Like I'm still kind of like, whoa, that's cool. I love a good crock pot, and now there's that new pressure cooker thing, instant pot. That's oh yeah, supposed to one's be into the instant pot. I haven't gotten into it. I know, but but the see, I I don't even mind. I certainly don't mind throwing stuff in the crock pot, but I do mind when I actually do that, and then my kids are like, "That smells like vomit." This? Right? Of course. Oh, like pork chops, and and and, and it's always going to be to find something that the three of them like and will eat At that the same isn't. Time? That isn't something on a bun. I mean, they'll eat anything on a bun, right? <laughs> a Pulled bun. pork sandwiches or burgers or sloppy joes or that they just want. They just want stuff with barbecue sauce on a bun every night. And I guess I should just serve them that. But every time I try to, Expand but my husband, my husband horizons. won't eat that. My husband won't eat rolls. Those are those are like poison to him. So so to find something that everybody will eat is nigh impossible. And then yeah, it's it's hard when you put effort into something and then they're like gross. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm definitely trying to work the system where I, and we talked about this on the Picky Eater episode, where I cook, there's always at least one thing on the table that I know everybody will eat. And then after that, there's no discussion about the food. You can't, when it goes down, there's no, there's the kitchen is a no complaining zone. Oh, and I like so that. like when you walk in the door, you could, my, this is my rule I stole for my sister-in-law. You can talk about anything in the kitchen except food. It's the rule. I'll talk about your day. I'll talk about, you know, we also can't talk about lice or bodily fluids. (laughs) Nothing that was on this episode can be discussed in the kitchen. I will talk about anything with you except for the food. And, And it's hard to enforce and they still complain, but I just keep reminding them you can talk about anything but the food. I love that. Yeah, it's, Thank it's a good you for role. that. I'm going to put that in my pocket. I'm going to, I'll let you know how it goes. I'm totally going to do it's, that. Listen, it's one of those things that's much easier to say than to enact. And we were just in Florida uh, on vacation and the kids were eating inside. We were eating outside and like, oh, like eight times. How many bites of green bean do I need to take to get dessert? And I was like, eat what's on your plate. I don't want to talk about the food. Go. Uh, this has a weird brown part. I don't want to talk about the food. <laughs> like it's just, you have to say it 8,000 times, but it's still better than negotiating complaining about the food yeah okay uh meals are horrible the fact that the kids need to eat three times a day two snacks is horrible i've got a i've got a mom worse that's small but it really uh it really gets under my skin okay putting sunscreen on them putting sunscreen oh. on three kids i have a million dollar invention anyone out here who wants to invent it take it what it's like the spray <laughs> tanning booth but it's filled with sunscreen and they but have like it actual, everywhere yeah 
Because that that aerosol Neutrogena stuff that can like stink up an entire outdoor pool one spray of that I don't I don't really think that that does anything. Oh, it, it, it sprays the air, but not your kids. You're ruining skin. my you're ruining my million dollar idea. It's got to be aerosol. But in the way, then why don't you just have a little box where you can walk in, put some goggles on, and like it's. Have you ever had a spray tan? Uh, no, I've never had a spray tan. Oh, well, you go in like a hundred nozzles. <laughs> I know what like, it is. Shoot but... spray tan at you. Like, why don't they have that with sunscreen? Seriously, I, I mean, it's the well, worst probably part. Probably because it's horrible for you, and like it's terrible. Yeah, it is horrible but... for you. Right. So uh, I use so we... I use the hand stuff, and my kids just like they're like, oh, it's in my eyes. Stop! It's so but cold. But they're not still like that, right? Oh yes, they are. And I, like you guys, this is also the worst part of my day, and it'll be over in ninety seconds if you stop like twisting away from me and backing up and screaming and like they they because we were just we were just again in florida and i was like whoa the sunscreen thing is much better i was struck by how much easier it was i mean my oldest will put it on himself your oldest is 13 years no he's four he's 14 so he's like mom i can do it myself but then you know you can see him in the pool four hours later like you know he's he's irish he's got he's he tends to lobster up and so i'm like come here let me let me get your shoulders and whatever and it's like oh it's cold stop oh i hate that why do you always have to do this (laughs) i'm gonna gently suggest it's time to stop putting sunscreen on your 14 year old but would you put it on your husband well on his back on his back that's what i mean on his back or like i thought you meant you were like come over here and let mumsy like sunscreen you and you no. were like doing the full four four-year-old treatment my 14 year old has the right answer which is he just wears a swim shirt like he hates it so yeah, much that's fine put on a swim shirt that's acceptable if everybody wore swim shirts i wouldn't be saying this but i sunscreen it is the bane is, of my existence sunscreen is terrible and annoying but i will put that in the category of something that i have found gets actually better like if this was two years ago i'd be like i, I we're never going outside again sunscreen is awful but i think it gets better uh, okay, I'm going to take that. <laughs> Even though my kids are much older than you, I'm going to take comfort in that and hope it's true. I, I have totally stopped putting sunscreen on myself because who has who has, <laughs> who has time for that? Time? Yeah, of right. Course. Like 45 minutes later, I'm like, oh, can we just leave? Oh, yes. And speaking of sunscreen, Carrie on our Facebook page was talking about the mom guilt of letting her child get a sun, sunburn for sunburn. Oh, well that, yeah, that's, that's yeah, why you that's have to put the up flip with it side. Be like worse. It, the sunscreen stinks, but the mom guilt also terrible. <laughs> Danielle talked about it. Jessica talked about it. Uh, repeating yourself a thousand times a day. Like stop fighting, stop fighting, stop yeah. fighting, that kind of thing. Yeah. I just had my sister's kids. And yours, right? You had all, all and mine. I babysat. Total of five? Of five kids under nine. Okay. Um, and it was a couple of weeks ago, but I'm still playing that card. <laughs> Are you still processing uh, what you learned? But that I, I got in bed one night and I was like, "What? What is this horrible feeling? Like I feel sick. Do I have a cold coming on?" And I was like, "No, I have a headache and a scratchy throat from screaming all day long, from just screaming these same phrases again and again." Stop it! If you can't stop it, I'm going to turn it off. Get up! Get it! Everyone, dinner! It's come! Come on! Sit down! Like, just not being able to control the five of them and so just screaming all day every day yeah and I have it to a lesser degree in my normal life with my three but the constant shrewish shrieking that one is reduced to is um it's a mom worst it is a mom worst and I hate when it gets turned back on you like, fine, why do you have to keep yelling at me that it's right. time to turn the Xbox right. off? I, I don't cite know. this meme all the time. And I think we put out a Facebook page, but it was like, everyone ignores mom. Everyone ignores mom. Everyone ignores mom. Mom screams. 
why is mom screaming all the yep. time? Like it's Jerry Seinfeld. I heard him being interviewed the other day and he was talking about like how moms only have one mode, which is screaming. And I just want to like jump through the device and be like, you don't understand. No. Like, yes, we scream a lot because no one ever does what we say. You made me like this. Yeah, you made me like this, people. And yeah, I mean, the screaming, it, it's a pro- we we need to do a podcast on screaming. I That's a whole that, right, like, that's a whole separate episode. We'll talk about that. It's a whole can of wax in itself. Like there are reasons for the screaming, yet the screaming is terrible, yet all attempts to control the screaming are fraught and difficult in their own ways. So that's the worst. <laughs> it's the worst. I mean, screaming all is the worst. worst. But yeah, like you're repeating yourself. Could we easily say like, well, don't repeat yourself. Just do it. Well. Yes, but you're going to end up with the screaming anyway. All roads lead to mom shrieking. I have a, I have a very um, a minor mom worst, but it's the mom worst I have. And I know I'm not alone. Getting your boys to wear pants in the wintertime and a coat. <laughs> oh, you mean like... <laughs> outside outside you don't mean pants you mean pants in lieu of shorts yeah oh yes not not underpants yes underwear i was picturing like nude boys and i was like what is going on at amy's house there is an Uh, epidemic at least in america across this country where boys think that a t-shirt and shorts is appropriate attire for any tundra or monsoon why are you making me wear pants why 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 I, I, I'm going to refute this mom worst. I don't care at all. Why do you care what they wear? Because, well, I'm going to flip. Who, who's, our, who's our person who's like, you put sunscreen on them and that sucks, but if you don't, then they'll have a burn, then, then that'll really suck. If but they show up, what are they going to do? They're going to be cold. It doesn't affect you. Well, we will literally get letters from the school, not addressed to just me, but addressed to everybody. Like, just a reminder that these kids go outside in the play deck for lunchtime, and kids have been coming to school without the appropriate clothes on, and they go outside and they need to be dressed appropriately. But why, why? Why? I mean, I would say to the school, literally, like, who cares? Let them go outside and be cold. There really mm. is no downside. You know, it's a myth that people get sick from being cold, right? <clears throat> No, the downside is, is not a like, correlation I'm they, between getting sick and being cold. I, I think they would be rescued by the school from their actions. Like, you're right. You are wearing shorts and no winter coat. So I guess so you don't good. have to go Stay out outside for an hour. That's what you do here at school. Yeah, I don't, think, they, I don't think they'd follow through on that. They just, yeah, they, they send a mean letter home. I mean, Maybe I I'm would, wrong. I would just refute that in terms of like, to me, that is in the category of things that like, it does not matter. There's a guy who works at my kid's school and... He wears shorts like 350 days out of the year. And <laughs> See, every once in a while, my husband would come like, home what? and be like, Mr. Pete's in long pants. And I'm like, oh my God, it must be freezing. And we check it. It's like 21 degrees. And so we have this little joke about telling how, like, it's really cold if Mr. Pete put pants, puts pants on. But like, Mr. Pete likes to wear shorts. I don't get it. Okay. I mean, yeah, if it's 15 minutes on the play deck, but I also have a kid who plays baseball like double header baseball like so near the airport ha- what, with like, the wind just, just tease it out with me what what would happen he would be cold he won't play he won't play his sport well because his he's getting frostbite in his hands because he doesn't ha- he didn't bring gloves because i freaking screamed at him too and then he's not playing well so he has to borrow my gloves and then like that it's that kind of stuff mm, yeah i mean i think that's a natural just, consequence just bring one. what you need to bring and don't yeah. complain to me when I told you to bring it. 
Yeah, I mean, I may be missing something about it, but I would say in general, the, that's the category of mom worse that you can be like, oh, yeah, it stinks to be cold when you don't wear the correct things. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe next time you'll wear the correct thing. Yeah, you just have to make sure they own the, the, they own the consequence of that. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I don't know. I, I'm a little, uh, the, here kids wear short. I'm, I just moved back to New York from Los Angeles a couple of years ago and like, I constantly hear people freaking out about the thing of like, oh, they're wearing shorts and it's cold. And it's like, yeah, because they're boys and my nephews. Yeah, but when did that happen? I'm sorry, that happened like in 2013 Then all of a sudden it wasn't cool to wear pants anymore. I mean, I got to talk to Mr. Right. Pete about this. No, 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 but even my nephews, like they're from Chicago and they will go out in 20 degree weather in a long sleeve uh, sweatshirt with a hood. And I'm like, wait, aren't you freezing? My, my nephew goes to Dartmouth. It's like, it's 11 degrees and windy. <laughs> And he tr- he doesn't wear a coat like he doesn't want to wear a coat. It's all right. It can be It'll a branding be exercise in college. There was a guy at college that I went to college with who never wore a coat even on the coldest day, and sometimes right. like w- walked in bare feet to class. And that You're was no his, that coat was his guy, thing. man. That's your identity. there was no social media then. He really had to brand himself you know, right you know, with his like. And actual I'm sure if his appearance. mom knew, she would have gone crazy. But guess what? She didn't. So he. What happened to that guy? Is he dead now, Amy? No coat guy. Oh, no, he's a parent. I wonder. I'll have See? to reach out to him and say, do you make her he wear a lived. coat? No coat guy <laughs> made it through to reproduce again. Uh, I would like to talk about a mom problem, a mom worst. That is, it's, not, it's back in the, it's not a one-off. It's uh, anxiety. The mental strain of always, Emily talks about this on the Facebook page. And I was like, if I had to really put something at the top of the mountain, she says the endless main mental lists. Have I signed him up for camp? Does he have his shoes for when these run out? Do I have a thank you gift for the teachers? Like that kind of switch that goes on when you have kids that opens up that lane of your brain that is just constantly nervous, I find to be one of the worst parts of being a mom and I didn't really see it coming. Yeah. And we talked about I- this quite a bit on the dividing the workload episode and- it's it, it it there's two things that we're talking about. One is the constant work that is like da, 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 make a list. Oh my gosh, what do they have up? Oh, birthday party, need a gift. What size pants are they wearing now? Winter's coming. Do I have the coats? Like that kind of anxiety. And then there's also for me and I think for a lot of people when I gave birth to my first child and pretty much from the minute I brought him home I was like, I have a tremendous amount of anxiety about just everything in the world. Like suddenly having this infant and this very um, small, helpless creature suddenly has opened, like the scales have fallen from my eyes and everywhere I see like sharpness, dangerousness and like bad things on behalf of this child. A problem that for me got very profound and became kind of like a postpartum anxiety problem that I had to deal with. I remember my mom saying to me, which was not particularly helpful at the time when I was really struggling with it. I was like, Did you, were you terribly anxious after having kids? And she's like, oh yeah, that, that pretty much lasts forever now. Like the idea that like you've now brought in a part of your body that now walks around outside of your control. Right. And good luck with that. Right. And, and that is something that I definitely find to be a mom worst. And something that I really have to kind of deal with on a profound level. Like, oh, I- I'm much more anxious than I was before I had kids. I, I, I don't I don't perceive that day to day list making stuff. I mean I don't I guess I, I 
I like making lists. So I, I like being on top of things and, and, but I don't like how it gets in the way of these other things that I want to accomplish. So that I guess huh, that's interesting. Like for you, that open lane of list making is kind of like, it's not kryptonite. It's kind of your superpower in a way. It's like, it's kind oh, of my yeah, superpower. This is the right. Thing I'm already really good at. And so I'm just doing more of it. Right. And like, sometimes like for me, like, the meal thing it's like I don't really mind it because I kind of find it interesting but there's just too much of it so that's a bit annoying but for me that I'm a very disorganized person and always have been and like list making and being organized is my kryptonite and so it's having kids has made that much more omnipresent and and, and tough I do find that I can't enjoy um you can't let go of being a mom right that say right. like if I'm swimming in the ocean with them or skiing with them or, or, or I don't know. Um, we went mountain biking uh, on a vacation out west a couple of years ago. And I mean, I couldn't enjoy that for a second because I was watching my 10-year-old like speed away ahead of me going flying on this helmet. And, I, and I'm not a risk taker physically usually anyway, but couple that with me watching my kids take risks that I thought they shouldn't be taking it was it was the worst I could hardly even right. do it I do much better playing even like playing doubles in tennis with my son standing next to me right if we do that if we go on vacation I can't really enjoy it because I'm so worried uh, that I'm gonna hit him or he's gonna hit me or we're gonna run, in, run into each other I have the super awareness of my kids sort of physical right. safety that does not allow me to relax in in even slightly physically dangerous situations which I was never that like relaxed there anyway. Tennis, yeah, that's 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 a lot of anxiety. He, well, he broke um, his he broke his arm on the tennis court, so it's like it's not it's not out of the realm of possibility. Right. But it's just sort of like I can't enjoy any of this crap if my kids are around. So I either have to watch them or do it without them. Well, that's something that I I had to really cope with after having kids. Like that whole problem of like, wait, I can't ever enjoy anything again because <laughs> I have to constantly keep my kids safe like that dynamic I never felt I was always anxious an anxious person but having kids brought that anxiety out in a way that was very unexpected for me and something that I really had to confront deal with and think a lot about and that's something that again it's a topic for an entire podcast yeah. but mom anxiety for me has been a bit of a mom worst for me, breastfeeding was a thing I dreaded terribly. That actually was then fine. I mean, I know it isn't for everybody. It can be terrible. very complicated. For yeah, me, mine it was, was pretty terrible. Bump free. I maybe it's expectations. I feel like I didn't really dread breastfeeding, and then I found it really difficult and much more. Then I had problems. I got that mastitis. Like I, I don't know. I did find <laughs> breastfeeding and thrush. I got both thrush and mastitis. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was horrible. But again, like. I look back now and I'm like, who cares? Like, it was so horrible when it was happening, but it's just not even on my list anymore. Like, oh, please. All of these things. Stomach glue kicked Messiah's butt years ago. Okay, I want to wrap up with one other mom worst. Oh, oh, go go ahead. For my last mom worst. Go ahead. Getting old. Quickly. (laughs) Like, I just realized, like, I had my kids when I was 36 and I was a young person. I looked young. Like, I look at old pictures of myself. Like, I look young. My hair looks great without a lot of effort. Like, I lost the baby weight. Like, I, I, I'm i young. 
And now I have an eight-year-old and I'm middle-aged and like it happened so fast while I wasn't paying attention because I was taking care of three kids mm-hmm. under four. Mm-hmm. Like that's a mom worse that I, I didn't see coming. It is, it is true that you just sort of, um, you know, like you get you get all three of them ready for Easter, right? And, and it used, you, you used to put effort into yourself getting ready for stuff. And then right. especially when the kids were little, like I had my daughter's Easter outfit picked out two weeks ahead of time, right? And all of a sudden it's 10 minutes until we leave for church and I don't even know what I'm going to wear and I haven't washed my hair. And that's to, for me, that wasn't just a stereotype. That was actually right. true. It, it I had nothing left show. for myself. Yeah, I just think of myself as like a 36-year-old getting married and like worrying about like, gosh, does the dart in this dress hit my (laughs) rib cage at the right spot to make me look like, and then it's like I fell into a garbage disposal and now like, it's amazing how quickly I lost all that stuff. And I do at 45 find myself kind of like, whoa, what happened? Like, I realize going through my own life now that I'm no longer that young person. And it's shocking to, uh, to whoa, encounter it's that. Shocking. And like, it really happened fast. And I blame my children. Absolutely. I feel they stole, I feel they stole my youth from me. <laughs> and your looks. And my looks. And you- a lot of my happiness and my ability to... Um, yeah, be happy. It's, it's a little. It is. It is depressing to 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 realize that you don't. Uh, you can't just kind of throw your hair in a bun and go out and look pretty good like you're used to. You kind of have to bring it. My friend Nicole explained that to me. Once you're in your forties, you have to bring it. You really you have make to the effort. Yeah, because I realized I, I just saw pictures it. of my sister-in-law on vacation, who's like in her mid twenties and has three kids, and she's like in a bikini with like a messy bun, and I'm like, oh, that's the difference between having a baby at twenty two and having a baby at 41 absolutely that thing where you're still in a bikini and like you have your kids are running around you and you're still like gorgeous and young like I never experienced that so I guess it was nice (laughs) it must be nice I don't know I have no idea what that experience is like like I feel like I had kids right at the time where I was already tipping into middle age and then by the time I came out of the whirlwind of young kids, I was like, oh, oh, it happened while I wasn't looking. Nora Ephron writes about, uh, wrote about this too, right? There's, cause there's part of it that's just also sort of, oh God, do we really still have to worry about this? She wrote about at what point did she have to stop worrying about what her hair looked like? Did, don't, don't we have, right? don't we get past that point? Do I, do we really still have to do it? And I do think there is a, a weariness that comes with middle age anyway, but certainly when you've got a bunch of kids to get out the door first. Like, well, oh, and it's sort really of a matter. combo plate, right? Because like, it's all kind of going off a little bit as you have less energy to deal with it. And it used to be like a tiny bit of effort paid a lot of dividends. Now you would have to do quite a bit of effort to get <laughs> kind of medium results. <laughs> as good so, as you. <laughs> yeah, it all kind of goes at the same time. And you're like, oh, these yoga pants are really comfortable. I don't know, it just all kind of goes. That's the worst. <laughs> it's the worst. I mean, I don't know. I mean, the good thing is I don't care that much about it. So I feel like it kind of ends up a wash. You know, I'm not like, oh, my youth, my beauty. Like, it's not like I was ever like doing bikini calendars. And now I miss that so much. But I am still somehow ended up kind of in that old and frumpy mode. And I'm like, huh, that's just, that's surprising. <laughs> Where did that come from? 
Yeah. So yeah, look at so new. There wars. are two kinds of mom wars we've discovered: the kind that are sort of the one-off and the great story, and they're right. the horrible in the moment. one-time children coding a hotel room and vomit and feces. Yes. Worst. Yes. Um, or or the lice, like these are the sort of they're they're badges. They're they're on your sash. They're going right. to be your right your your stomach flu badge, right. your Mom lice scouts. badge. You've got your badges. Yes, um, flu alone. I just missed earned the my lice flight badge. badge. Um, and then, but then there are these <laughs> these things we don't give badges for, but we probably should. Like my hair just doesn't look good anymore, no matter what I do. Badge right. or the I'm I never want to make dinner again. Badge. These are these are the ongoing. The flat Stanley badge. The flat Stanley badge. Yeah. The kind of like, I have helped with more homework than I will ever be able to count badge. Yeah. yeah. The sunscreen The ongoing badge. kind of wearying wear down worsts. Yes. Those are really the worst. They are. They are. They're all, I mean, the thing about mom worsts and, I mean, this is a long episode for us. We had a ton of feedback on the Facebook. There's just a lot to talk about in this category of mom worsts. But listen, we're still getting through the day. We That's talk about it. Don't you we, feel better? Don't you feel better now that we talked about I? it all? I guess so. Do I? Hmm. You're going to uh, be I'll let you know bagging up I all know that, that lice stuff. the lice outbreak is really over. I'll let you know if I feel better. Oh, you have to laugh, don't you? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Uh, well, listen, we've we've heard a lot from you guys about your mom worse, and we really appreciate it. And come back to the Facebook page uh, as this episode uh, actually airs, and we'll do another round of chatting about mom worse. You can find us at facebook.com forward slash what fresh hellcast. You can also find us on Twitter at hellfresh. We'll be doing a uh, shout out on there for mom worsts as well. And if you love the show, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, not iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and give Ooh, us a rating and a review. You might find it in the same place, but it's now called Apple Podcasts. And when you do do that review, don't mention how much we talk about vomit, okay? <laughs> because not everyone is into that, but that'll just be between us. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know one other thing I want to mention. On our website, on, on, the, on the right sidebar, there's a little microphone you can click on. It says, what topics would you like to hear us discuss on the show? And we, you can leave us a message right there so you can tell us a topic for the show or leave us a mom worst and maybe we'll play it in the next episode. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah, do that. Go. Do I that. Know we had that. <laughs> Look at Amy's been working on stuff while I've been making it. Yeah. You should do that. That would be really fun if people called and left stuff and then we could play it. That'd be do, fun. Do that, everybody. It's yeah, whatfreshhealthpodcast.com. All right, go do that. Stop listening right now and go do that. That seems very exciting to me. Uh, we will talk to you guys in two weeks. Thanks for listening. Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. 
We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you listen to your podcasts. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and, more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests, too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.